Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of It's the Kid Michael Show. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Kid Michael. I'm joined today by my co-host, as always, not as always, he's out sometimes, uh, George Pacheco. Uh, George, yeah. Uh, this is your second episode back, but it's going to be your first one to air. Oh, wait, this what did we week? air last week? Last week we aired an episode with Wayne and Steven from Planet Shuckbuck. And we have one of you in the chamber that's going to drop after this one. I wanted to prioritize this uh, okay. to, to match with like uh, something else that's dropping. Uh, but anyway, our guest this week is uh, an old friend of mine. Um, and I'm not allowed to call him by his real name, so it's really messing with my head. Uh, this, uh, this is a pop artist, Carmi Kin. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, guys? Hey, Carmi. <laughs> uh, it sounds like Carmi, like uh, Miss Piggy. You know, like, yeah, I can't do Miss Piggy voice. But, um, Carmi, uh, so stop me if I'm not allowed to talk about anything, but we shared a locker in undergrad. Can we I did. Yeah. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. You're good. Uh, well, I can't talk about your previous band. I know that. You, we can talk about it, but I just don't feel like. Yeah, yeah. I'm going not going to name have... it. But you, you originally did a different genre of music. Yeah. Um, and now you're a pop singer. You sold out. Exactly. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I would call it pop. It's just, um, it's sort of just, I, I'm just doing my own thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, I'm trying to just like take all my influences and like put it into one thing. Um, and I guess like, yeah, well, I'm going to stop because from... we're, we're going to, we're going to get to the you stuff. But the way we format the show, I just wanted to introduce you. Sure, sure, So sure, save, no save the good stuff. And we're going to start with what we do at the beginning of every episode. Well, first of all, uh, I have a dog with me today. Uh, Morella, who's on the show sometimes. Her dog, Busy, is staying with me for a few days. Uh, and he has since, uh, like, is imprinted on me the right word? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he like I can't go to the bathroom without him or he cries. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, I mean there's like private stuff I want to do that I can't do with a dog and it's like it's been 3 days now so I'm going a little <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I think we can all read between the lines. But I just like but other than that I I I love this dog. Um bro, my cat follows me like everywhere I go. Do can you do you have to take it to the bathroom? She, I don't have to take her to the bathroom, but like she'll like wait at the door and like scratch uh-huh. at the door. Yeah, no, like... he he fucking like screams and cries if <laughs> there's a door between us. That's great. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like he's usually like that with Morella, his owner. Uh, but I guess he has just disavowed her, and and I am his <laughs> new master in his eyes because he's just completely like smitten with me. Um. <laughs> Don't I hope Marilla doesn't listen to this, but uh, yeah. And this is the second animal I've been babysitting. Uh, the other, the other, it's been a little more than a week now. I was babysitting a, a hamster named Phantom. I love um, the name. Yeah, uh, who's, it's funny. Whose uh, hamster was it? My friend Greg. That's cool. And it's funny because uh, I had like a stuffed Ewok on my bed because uh, I'm not afraid to say. <laughs> what the fuck, George? What happened? <laughs> oh, the mic? <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. What are you doing? Can't help it. It's just. A... 
I don't want to take that out just because I want the context to be there. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you still there? Okay, is it back? Is it I still there? I think so. No, I think it's good now. Okay. I have an echo now, but we're going to ignore it. Okay. okay. Um, I don't hear an echo. Oh, well, I do. Hopefully, maybe it just doesn't come out. But what was I talking about? Um, oh, yeah. I had like a – I'm not afraid to say that as an adult, I, I, I hug a stuffed animal. In bed. it's not it's not a baby thing it's just that i like the position of hugging something right it's a pillow yeah a lot of people put pillows between like their thighs i do that too but that's for my like my back problems i have uh-huh. to do that so i have two pillows under my head a pillow between my thighs and i'm hugging a stuffed animal uh and i'm, I'm not ashamed of that if you want to come at me um hit us up at it's kid michael on instagram or it's kid michael on twitter and uh, I'll fight you publicly. I won't do that. But anyway, uh, I had it on the bed, and my mom's like, "Do you want to move that?" And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "Don't you think your friend's gonna be kind of like gonna laugh at you?" And I'm like, "No, he's not." And my mom was like insistent <laughs> that my friend Greg was gonna laugh at me. And then he comes and drops off Phantom, and Phantom has Hello Kitty stickers all over his <laughs> his tank. And I'm like, "I Lit. told you, he's not gonna fucking make fun of me." <laughs> um. Yeah, I think our generation is generally just mm-hmm. like like we don't care about like I don't know. We don't care about shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> as much. Um anyway, we start every episode uh talking a little bit about what we've watched this week or since we've been on the air. On the air feels like a weird way to put it. But uh well, I guess we'll start with um well, let's start with with the uh, Carmi all right what are we talking about what are we talking about what have you watched lately um uh return of the living dead okay Uh, is that i know like um that's not romero right like there's like a split timeline between like the two directors of night of the living dead and Uh, the the romero ones are night dawn and day right and then return to be honest i don't know that much about like their history Mm-hmm. um i no i'm pretty sure no it's not it's not yeah return of the living dead it's, its own thing um it actually started the brain-eating zombies that's like the first brain-eating zombie that's ever been yeah like the the history because i had to learn i don't know why i had to learn about this but i guess uh dan O'Brien. uh let me double check this night of living Dead. Facts right. night of the living dead director uh or let's try writer living dead writer well, I can't find I, – I know this is true, but anyway, the, the two people who um, – let me just – Dan O'Bannon, Night of the Living Dead. Okay, so there were two different people who worked on Night of the Living Dead. The more famous one is George Romero. Okay, we're back to the <laughs> – That's something like right when you said his name, too. Yeah. George? Yeah. Did you not – <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you're not what? doing anything, right? It's just happening. No, yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry, it's happening. By the way, it's just an old, old headset. Uh, so I'm gonna for the for for the comedic context, I'm gonna keep the first one in, but I'm gonna ask Kevin probably to, to take every success to successive one out. Okay. 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 Um. All right. They're pretty easy to identify because it's like really big. I, yeah. As long as I'm not talking while they're happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So George Romero uh, and I guess Jack Russo were the two people that worked on the screenplay for Night of the Living Dead. 
and then uh, George Romero um, wanted uh, did Dawn of the Dead. Okay. And then I think Jack Russo sold the rights to do Return of the Living Dead or something. And then, um, like they they argued about who owns. They, there was an argument about who owns the the Living Dead series, yeah. and it and they decided that they both do, but only one of them owns the name, which is why it's not Dawn of the Living Dead. Uh, so, of the Dead got to continue as its own series, which is looked at as the official sequels, whereas the Living Dead series continued under a different director, which is like the unofficial sequels. Okay. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I was complete, completely oblivious to that. Um, I actually haven't seen any of them besides Return of the Living Dead. Just because I have seen a hard Dawn time. Of the Dead? No, I haven't. I have a very hard time either, with zombie actually. movies. Um, you, yeah, I rem- I, oh, do they make you iffy? No, they're no. just boring to me. Like not returning the living didn't... dead, but like most of the time, like I just I I don't know. I just find zombies like the least cool, like horror. You told um, me that 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 Walking Dead took it out of his sales for you, right? That like yes. like that once that came out, me. I was just like, dude, I do not care about zombies anymore. Like I don't know. <laughs> um, it just felt like completely overdone and like just aesthetically dry. Um. But I mean, I, I think if there was like a new, a modern movie like that that was zombie related that had like the character of like Return of the Living Dead and like the personality that that did, I would enjoy it still. You know, it's what? just that like most zombie movies are very stale and like it's literally they're just zombies. Like there's not that much like else that gives it like like a sense of like I don't know anything that that makes it really interesting to me. Though I I do like Zombieland. Um, but it's like those movies are funny you know what i mean um mm-hmm. i just think they're good mm-hmm. you know what's uh it's funny you were mentioning that this was the where they got the brain eating zombies thing from i don't know if that was you or george that said that i, I said that yeah yeah and it occurred to me that we consider that a staple of zombies but also not many like movies do it it's because it was supposed to be kind of pulpy it's kind of pulpy thing yeah and um for the vast majority of zombie movies, they're trying to—they're trying to be serious. They're trying to be like, "Oh, this is like a, a horror movie." Arguably, the wrong way to go, but um, well, I mean, it yeah. depends. It, it Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead, and uh, oh, Shaun of the, of the Dead, Dead, I love also actually. Yeah, Shaun I, I actually Dead was gonna movie. bring that up. Like, if if you you think the zombie genre takes itself way too seriously, but you love, yeah. It. Why don't we quickly? What are our favorite zombie movies? Well, definitely the three we just named. All right, we already got it. Shaun of yeah. the Dead and yeah, and you, Zombie you, Land. You've seen you've seen the original Night of the Living Dead though. No, I actually haven't. You you gotta watch that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna see it as the some great point. thing about that too is that I mean, great for us, not great for George Romero and his estate. Uh-huh. Uh, is that um, just due to um, you know errors, human error? It's public domain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be a lot of stuff, but it's it's so you can just watch it wherever. It's probably on YouTube. It's on YouTube. That's, That's how cool. I just I just got uh, so I had birthday presents for George and former co-host Adam Ali, who we'll get to in a bit uh, for a while. And I finally I still have George's, but I finally gave Adam his, and it was the Criterion for Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> That's pretty sick. That's yeah, pretty sick gift. Yeah. So. Um, I bought that. I had tried to get him. Do you guys know the movie Carnival of Souls? No. 
I know, actually. I know of it. I haven't seen it yet. I tried to get him that one, but they sent me the wrong. Like, they didn't send me the Criterion, and I like, I wanted the brownie points of being the friend that got him a Criterion. So I, I kept that one, and I got him Never Living Dead. But that movie is so fucking cool too. That's um. Yeah, I love like the, you, the you art the, style of it that I've seen, like the posters and everything. Uh-huh. And you know the 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 horror trope, uh, George, of all of a sudden no one can hear or see me. Uh huh. That's the origin of it. Is is uh, Carnival of Souls? You know what? I'm I'm gonna check that out. That it's a cool. it's also public domain for some reason, but it's a really good movie. Um. Uh. So yeah, so Return of the Living Dead is the one with the tar zombie, right? Yeah, the one in the vat. Yeah. Like, so you've both seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? I like how you both vouched for. It felt like you both vouched for each other. Like you both confidently. I always. I made sure he saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, that one's the creepiest zombie movie to me because there's no like solution. There's no like waiting it out. Like I mean, return, just, in return. Yeah, yeah, you can't kill zombies either. Yeah, I, I like the ending. It's just so bleak. It's so bleak <laughs> and so creepy to me. Yeah. It can't be that bleak because they, they did a third one. I haven't seen the sequels. I've only seen the original one. There's Return of the Living Dead Part 2 and uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, which is weird. Wow. Return of the Living Dead is Night of the Living Dead 2, but the third one is Return of the Living Dead Part 2. I don't know. None of this is very convoluted. Yeah. 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 Also, I'm pretty happy that uh, Romero's estate lost the rights to the Living Dead franchise. Only the first one. Oh, well, I I hope he, like, I I love Romero, by the way. Don't get me wrong, but I hope he loses even more. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's dead. Let him rest. What the fuck, George? Let his. Literally, all his family gets from holding those rights is, like, money. Why do you, why do you, why do you want to take that from them? Wait, because they could still use it. They're holding up the IP. First of all, I think okay, the Living they're Dead. they're not holding up the IP because they've remade Dawn of the Dead. They did, yeah. You're just that being an like asshole. <laughs> no, my reasoning is that... um, You have no evidence that they're hoarding this IP. No, I'm not saying they're hoarding it. I'm saying the Living Dead franchise is already such like a hodgepodge of like other cultures and like a bunch of inspirations from everything. Mm-hmm. And it feels kind of wrong to like... Like have something that's like uh, cumulative and just be like, this belongs to one person. This was like his it, grandchild. It's fair and square for at least a generation or half a generation. Well, it's been well. The, the rule is that seventy five years after the death of the creator. So that's a long ass time, by the way. It's a hundred. I years. yeah, but I mean, I it's know. good that like he's not holding up zombies. It's it's just like that's such a formative like cornerstone of horror that has gone like unused. Like there's like sixty like like uh probably. Friday the 13th movies. Um, but there's like only the Romero and Living Dead ones. Right. And then the, that remake. But we have this alternate. We also have the Return of the Living Dead series. Yeah. Which is. But I, I'm i a zombie fan. I'm a huge zombie fan. I want to see it taken like as seriously as it can. And also see it taken as goofy. As I have can. to look up the name of this. But do you guys remember the, the Call of Duty zombies map? That which was one? the one that where George Romero was a zombie. Wait, they did that? You don't remember this? That there was uh there was one where you played as uh who's the guy from The Walking Dead that's uh that's also in Guardians of the Galaxy? What the hell's um, his name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. The guy who's like a crazy racist redneck and then a father uh, figure in Guardians. Yeah, I was gonna say let's be clear that we're not talking about it in real life. Okay, Michael no, Rooker. In real life. Yeah, you play okay. as Michael Rooker, Machete, and two other actors. And you're filming a movie 
for George Romero, and then George Romero gets bitten by real zombies, and you have to survive, and he's like the boss character. What? Is it Call of the Dead? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Call of Duty Zombies map from like Call of Duty maps were super the original Black Ops. I I never played that one. I see. I I remember like it's Call of Duty. I really only played like the zombie shit when it was like in a Call of Duty World at War, um, which is like that old Call of Duty Mm -hmm. shit. But as a kid, like I used to. Yeah, so it's Danny Trejo, Michael Rooker, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Robert um, England. I don't know those last two. I don't know any of those. Well, Michael Rooker is is uh, uh, redneck guy. Okay. Don, Danny Trejo is Machete. Yeah, I, he makes uh, tacos out in L.A. Now, did you know that? Uh huh. He also loves Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah, is, I love him. I love. He's a, him. He's he's a cool a guy. guy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you're filming this movie for George. I used to love this map. You were filming the movie for George Romero, and then he gets bitten by zombies. And becomes like I think he holds like one of those uh, lighting fixtures as a weapon that you use in film, and he just follows you around the map really slowly. It's a really cool. What a cool little. Yeah, I. God, they need to just. <laughs> I don't give a shit about any other part of Call of Duty. Just re-release a, like a compilation of the best zombie maps, or just all of the zombie maps. Yeah. Well, there's uh, from the beginning to the end. I don't know. Some of the really recent ones, I don't really feel like playing. And well, I feel like if you put I've, too many on one disc, then it's like you're going to have so much trouble finding someone to play every map. You know what I mean? That might be a good point. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Call of Duty Zombies needs to be its own game. Uh, it, you know what? Activision, you have so much bad fucking press right now. Uh, this is this is your... Uh, mo- um, Andrew right. Andrew Cuomo legalizing marijuana moment, <laughs> which by the way Andrew Cuomo resigned. I guess we can talk about that briefly. Been, my friends have been saying no Cuomo now a lot lately from like that meme. Oh my god, yeah. I see. <laughs> I keep seeing the old T-shirts that say I'm a Cuomo sexual, and they just they have such new depth now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also saw a really good uh, Onion article where let me find it. I screenshotted it about Cuomo and the coronavirus that said uh, I got a lot of memes here yo uh, did take, you see that side talk video sorry I just I thought about it uh, it says take your place by my side and we can rule New York forever says COVID to disgraced vengeful Andrew Cuomo that's like a picture of this gaseous like uh, embodiment of COVID talking to Andrew Cuomo <laughs> I don't know. what were you saying me yeah oh yeah. um there was like a thing at Union Square, um, and like like Side Talk uh, recorded like a video over there, um, like the day he resigned, I think, or something like that. Um, but it's just a ton of people talking shit. Is this the Bobby Schmurda thing? Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Have you seen this, George? No, no. I, uh, this I guy. Did. What did he say exactly? He's screaming. He was like, oh fuck! What did he say? Um, Something I'm like something. I don't remember the so exact good. wording, but he says something to the effect of "Bobby Schmurda is mayor now." <laughs> He's screaming it, and the whole crowd loses its mind <laughs> for, about Bobby Schmurda for mayor. <laughs> something like that. But yeah, it was along those lines. Um, my favorite take from this was someone was just saying the Irish have come back in power. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even I didn't even catch that. Yeah, because his his the the uh, the new governor is going to be Irish. 
Oh, okay. And Cuomo is Italian, so I just thought it was funny as the Irish are coming back in power. That was in that video? No. This oh, is just a oh, oh. I saw. Oh, I see. Actually, that was Jules, I think, from Higher Education, the podcast that I go on sometimes. Oh, that's cool. Every time you bring him up, by the way, I want to mention how clever their name is. What? Higher Education. It's yeah. a clever name for a podcast. And it's how stupid of me to go on there and be on the show and then after it come out, realize, wait, the whole point is that they get high. Yeah, you stone <laughs> cold. Sore. Like, why is everybody here smoking? Yeah, and I go on that show. I've been on there like four times now, and I'm always sober. <laughs> I'm like the voice of reason. Uh, ooh, does that is that why they laugh at what I say? I'm not gonna 100%. think about that. I'm not gonna think about that. Um, <laughs> no, because I hang out with them sober sometimes. I'm just funny. I'm a funny guy. I'm a, I'm a pretty cool guy. You guys have seen that video? I'm a pretty cool guy. I'm an all right guy. But you get no, a little sugar in me. And I get no, a little cuckoo. <laughs> um, that Cuomo stuff was... I like how collectively New York really didn't seem to care. Mm-hmm. I feel like nobody was defending him. Uh, Yeah. Nobody just cared. It's like, who cares? I'm sure like the hardcore Italians care. Oh, yeah. Staten Island had a really bad day. Like Everybody else was... Staten <laughs> uh, anyway, George, you watch anything? Because I want to get to the uh, stuff I watched. Wait, wait, I saw the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I was going to talk about that too. Watch that. Oh, uh, dude, I haven't seen it yet. All right, we're not going to spoil, but okay. you first, George. I thought it was really great, but I thought the pacing was horrible. I thought the like everything was just going so fast. I'm not sure if that's like a new thing. I feel like all movies nowadays have really bad pacing. I don't know. You're. I I do see that about pacing in most movies these days. I don't know. I I can't think of if I thought that about Suicide Squad. I tend to prefer that. Um, like, because I, I do know what you mean. Like a lot of modern movies, like they're, they're definitely more fast paced than like movies made. Yeah. Like everybody says their lines really quickly. Things happen. Things get brushed over really quickly. I know, it feels weird to me to watch movies now. Yeah. Like even like if you watch like just like a uh, popcorn flicks from like ten years ago, even yeah, uh, they're they're paced pretty slowly. Mm-hmm. So I don't uh, know what's up with that. I find modern movies don't know how to start. That's my beef with a lot of movies. It's like the movie will begin. I'll be like, what the fuck? This is this is already the movie? <laughs> um, but I didn't think... I don't even remember how... I, I do remember how Suicide Squad starts. But I thought that was a... I don't know. The first, like, ten minutes of that movie are also just really satisfying. Oh, yeah. It's, because it's great. I... Okay, here's what I like about it. First of all, if you're anti-superhero at this point, uh, I'll just get to the point and it's not going to win you over. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, I thought it executed the concept of what a suicide, what the Suicide Squad is so well in the sense that it's like these people are being sent to the majority of them die on the mission. Yeah. Like it very well, or, whereas the first Suicide Squad movie, it like, like one, one guy, guy gets dies. his head blown off to prove like, oh yeah, they can kill them. Um, whereas in this one, like oh, the majority, I'll just say the majority of them don't make it back. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say and be vague about it that the, the end results of the movie kind of feel, felt a little too like heartwarming. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like actually, okay. I feel like the, uh, the suicide squad, this new one, uh, uh, is getting praised for a lot of the shit that the old suicide squad did. Like I thought like, okay, a big criticism is like they all just become 
family within like one night of knowing each other and these are supposed to be like horrible people mm -hmm. and then they're like we're family now and then they like, all die for each other none of and them seemed this, horrible by the way really. yeah none of them seem horrible and this one they they all are also like horrible and then they're like oh we're family now and it's like i don't this is such a weird thing i okay hot take i don't think the original suicide squad was that bad i, I actually to, thought it was i have to good. see it to you haven't seen it? Have you seen it, Kermy? I almost called you. Yeah, that. I've seen it, and it's just, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, it was corny. It was kind of, like, well, stupid. The plot was garbage. Kermy like, is also, like, huh? super uh, make it look like the comic book or I hate you. Oh. Who? Yeah. Me? Well, not always, but I, I think, because, like, it also has to just... I feel like even if it's not like the comic, like if it's just good, like then it's good. You know what I mean? Um, I just didn't feel like that way towards that movie overall. Like even if everything looked like how I would prefer to see it, it as a movie, it was like not really. Uh, it wasn't my taste, but I, I mean, it had good moments. It had good moments for sure. I thought it was neat. I like it was just visually fun. It was like the the soundtrack was kind of like overdone but it was, I was like, it was cool i have to say i was watching a t like a three minute clip of that movie and it what it cycled through like five songs uh-huh and i was like this yeah. is this is a little too much for, for three minutes yeah i feel like I'll, i was a big studio movie where they're like there's like we have the rights for all these songs like mm -hmm. that are like in the, <laughs> it's just funny yeah. that the first movie was clearly like make james gunn's guardians of the galaxy and then the second movie is james gunn is now making the suicide <laughs> um but yeah, I also want to quickly talk about, um, I saw Suicide Squad, I saw it twice actually, because I saw it again with a friend, but um, I- I've heard a lot of people say it was good, I really want to see it. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode of What If. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, I watched that the other night. It's so oh, bad. They have that- You didn't like it? It was like horrible. I thought the animation style was like really sick. I didn't like the animation style that much, but my, my beef with it was like, it was just- it was a whole movie in 30 minutes and like you didn't have – it just felt like an ad. Really? Yeah, the pacing was abysmal because like it, it's clearly trying to do the Twilight Zone type thing. Dude, I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> but, but a Twilight Zone episode is good because you focus on a single moment. Like there's no Twilight Zone story that takes place over 10 years. You know what I mean? There might be, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So like if you're going to do this like what if uh, – Peggy Carter was the super soldier, not Captain America. Uh, you you introduce it with that scene where like the chain, like the the difference happens in the continuity, and then you do one scene where she's fighting in World War II, and you make that the interesting point, like one mission. Mm -hmm. But they just tried to do the entire first Captain America movie in thirty minutes, and it was so rushed. I get okay, I get what you mean, but. I don't know. It it didn't bother me. I felt like it was good for. Like, I thought it was, it was the worst movie. thing they've done so far in Disney Plus, and I'm not excited for watching any of the other ones really? except the zombie one. The zombie the one zombie is the only one. one I am I am for. very uh, curious how, how gory you think that's that. going to be. How what? Gory. I, I heard they be. toned it down a lot because of the because, comic. Yeah, because um, they apparently they had like some pretty gruesome things that Disney like as one of the writers was like they told us to cut a lot of it. Ah, uh, man. Uh, there was yes, apparently going to be like a like body horror involving Spider Man and like actual spiders, dude. Man, fucking kids ruin everything, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I but, still haven't finished Loki. I'm I'm up to the last episode. I, I wasn't I wasn't big on Loki either. I'm liking I just, it so far. I just, man, I Loki's so good. Loki's so good. I, I love, love that it. like the classic Loki is in there. Yeah, like that's yeah. fucking dope. I think you're gonna have <laughs> so the same cool. complaints, Jacob, that I had about the ending when you get to it. Okay. Which is that like every? Like, don't ruin it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna ruin it. I'm just gonna say that the ending implies that every other Marvel movie from now on is going to be about the ending of Loki. Okay. And that, right. that I hate. But uh, the other thing I watched was I finished the Bad Batch on Disney Plus, the Star Wars uh-huh. show. Yeah, uh, that show won me over. I wasn't on board at first because it was like so similar to the Mandalorian, but it really it, won me over. It live action, I no, it's animation. It. And it's I have animation. to say, it's like Clone Wars. The animation is so drop dead gorgeous in that show. Weirdly enough, considering the biggest complaint about the animation, um, uh, it, the Clone Wars was how bad it was. The art style was so bad. No, no, uh, it was. The, I don't. It's I don't the know. Same style. And yeah, but same, I think like, it was. Idea. It was. People loved the Clone Wars uh, animation, and then they hated Star Wars Rebels animation. That's what how I always heard it. Because when they did Rebels, they changed the art style, and it was like way worse. It it is way worse. I hate Rebels. Uh, um. I don't watch sh- these shows, by the way. I just watch like, yeah. clips on YouTube. But I, like I the Bad them. Batch, I was watching it, and I just for a moment I was like looking at this one clone, and he had a helmet on, this very specific kind of helmet. But he, you could see his like detailed eyes through it, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is incredible. That's a and you watch some of those really old, uh, really early episodes of Clone Wars from Cartoon Network, and that that three D animation is aged like dog shit. Um. So they've come a long way, and Marvel should take notes because I thought their animation, you, you put the Bad Batch next to What If, and it's like night and day in terms of quality. I'm going to have to check it out because I thought the What If animation was like really smooth. I, I liked it. It, looks, I'm gonna, I was it just looked like it. Archer in 3D to me. Oh, it's cell shaded? A little, I guess. I don't know. It just. It, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what what style it would be considered because it it looks sort of two D, but it has like a three D. Like, it almost has it. like a like like one of those three D animated like porn kind of like styles. You know what I mean? Like the way they move and everything feels like uh, like one of those ads you get for three D porn. Weirdly oh enough, I was most excited for that. By the way, I was most excited for, for what if uh, what if I yeah. was too, and I hated it. You may not. What if I just like no the three D porn? That's that's what my my most anticipated one was definitely Wandavision, and that's (laughs) George has really been looking forward to three D porn. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, the technology. Uh, actually, I was looking the least forward to Wandavision, and that was the nicest surprise. And then it kind of got kind of lame. They've all they've all been okay when I was watching them, and like the further way I get from them, like ew, why did I watch that? I don't know. See, that's why anim- uh, writing is important because you like you'll go you'll leave a movie being like oh that was cool yeah and, then and later you're like oh, and what if has such bad writing too I bet because I'm I'm just assuming so bro I liked it I don't know <laughs> I don't know how I ended up that I'm defending Marvel from my it's movie. a weird dynamic is like nowadays yeah. you're the one defending Marvel from me yeah it's very funny I don't um, know I'm so disillusioned I'm so. I- all right, I think uh, WandaVision was like the standout for me of these Disney Plus shows. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the ending could have been a little stronger, but I really liked it. I heard COVID ruined their uh, their ending. Their uh, yeah. Oh, okay. That that would make sense. Um, and I I thought uh, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty sick. I I didn't really like the first episode, and then it got really good after that. Um, it was it surprised me because I after the first episode, I didn't think I would be as into it, and then it got really good. Um, I like that the way that ended too, actually. And then Loki, I have to finish, but I like it so far. And what if is I don't know. I think it's pretty sick. I'm curious where they'll take it. I don't know. I think it's incredible that like when you talk about Star Wars and Marvel and T in, in the in the big screen, people are like oh Marvel kicks Star Wars this fucking ass, but Star Wars on Disney Plus is just so much more dominant to me than Marvel on Disney Plus. I don't even keep up with Star Wars because so like I don't, I don't just the Mandalorian alone like owns Disney Plus. Yeah, the Mandalorian was absolutely devastating for like uh like. No, not devastating. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. It was just, yeah, like, absolutely like, revolutionary for Star Wars. Uh-huh. If Star Wars didn't get um, The Mandalorian, it might have been a dead IP for, like, 10 years again. Yeah, The Mandalorian is, like, Disney Plus Star Wars is thriving. And I personally think Disney Plus Marvel is shitting the bed. But And also because... Really? You yeah. hate it that much? Yeah, it's... None Crazy. of it... If it were, like... If you're going to do a Marvel show, do like uh, like how the Daredevil show on Netflix was just a show about Daredevil. Whereas the Loki show on Disney Plus is a show where what if Loki was in an alternate timeline and had to kill the other Loki? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, what if should be like situations, not necessarily like um, just entire fucking like mcu universes in their own little 30 minute like uh, yeah no no but i mean i don't know i mean like uh like the show loki george oh it's like okay. the whole concept is loki but he's um he's a variant of loki and he has to stop another variant of loki if you're gonna make a loki show like make a show about show, loki <laughs> you oh, know what i mean yeah, they're not that brave they're like this is not that brave they have to have main characters i i, well, like I, that I think it's also before. like everything that happens within like I guess, like, the MCU is, like, they'll... It's always being used for something else, almost. So. Which is so annoying! It, 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 that I actually do find annoying. Which is why I, you're I going to prefer, hate the Loki ending, I guarantee you. I would prefer just character-focused, like, movies and shows. However, I thought the concept of the Loki show is, like, so far, uh, is... um, It's pretty cool. Like, I, I, I like how they're approaching it. That's why the um, best Marvel movies come in between the event movies. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, you built up to and, and finished the Thanos thing. You don't have to do the big crossover thing anymore. You can just yeah. ride on the popularity and do individual stories that like in the background, ooh, someone has an Iron Man t-shirt or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't yeah, have yeah. to connect them that integrally anymore. It's annoying yeah, exactly. now. Yeah. No, I, I agree because I miss like in the 2000s when like ev- like when you watch those movies it's like you- you're not hearing about every other character like or it's not connecting to every other character that's not supposed to be in the movie <laughs> like every second like it's just focused on one story and like that there's something really cool about that and well, i like I kinda... the first three iron man movies where they're just their own thing there's like nothing else yeah like, especially anyways. the first one especially yeah, the first, first one, one. yeah because that was like what started it right that yeah one. that yeah. one still felt like it kind of was like the older um older marvel movies but in a good way um but i mean there's like pros and cons to both um because like what sucked back then was i was always thinking like why do these characters act like they're the only superheroes in the world like when there's like all these other characters um but then it's but I also miss them acting like they're the only superheroes in the world to some well, degree. 
I they don't have to act like they're the only superheroes in the world, but they just need to like Ask be very help. subtly aware of the other. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so funny that we're we're talking about this when like the first like Nick Fury's first line in Iron Man is like you think you're the only superhero in the world. Oh, is it? <laughs> That's funny. Um, Who's he referring to, by the way? Like Black Widow, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. <laughs> there's this guy who's also. You think really you're cool. cool? You mean with this archer? <laughs> Yeah, he really, he really just pretended he had an ace in his sleeve. He was just bluffing. Yeah, is that the next show? Is Hawkeye the next show after what? No, I. It's a show. I thought it was a movie. It is going to be a show, but I think the next one is Miss Marvel. Oh, really? And then Hawkeye. Dude, I hope so. Um, let's take a quick break though, and then we'll talk more about uh this uh Carmi Kim fellow Ken Carmi (laughs) Kim. Have I been saying Kim? I think you were saying Kim. All right, whatever. We'll be back. Uh, and we're back, and the dog just woke up uh, because I was moving around. Hey, busy. His name is the business. The business. Oh, you yeah. call him that every time. What? You call no, him? No, I call him. We call him busy. <laughs> right, busy. Busy. I think he, between you and me, you and the entire audience, I think he might be deaf. Oh, he does he? My dog's actually deaf. He and, doesn't. And... I snap. Well, now he's responding, but I I can't tell if it's like his peripheral vision or if he hears me. He doesn't it's, respond to his name. That's the thing. Wait, can we, that's such an interesting name for a dog, by the way. The my, business? My, yeah, because my dog has such like, a human. My dog's name is Toby. That's like a human ass name. That's mm-hmm. just like a, a normal. I went to high school with a guy called Toby. <laughs> and, and if that's the case, that we all went to a to high school. Oh, can we say that wait. we all went to high school together? Wait, did did we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was about to say this is, and then I'm like, oh no, it's Carmen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh God, I don't, I don't know how I would identify who this is to you without like. Bro, <laughs> no, I mean, you can off, don't. Yeah, you can we'll just talk say about it. It after. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you're talking about your dog. Uh, not my dog, oh, my friend's dog. He's but uh, anyway, no. Oh, yeah. This is this is this is uh, Carmi time. We we talk about you. Oh, now. This is Carmi time. Yeah, we did yeah. the first half. Now we get to talk about you while you came on the show. Uh, so what's something's dropping maybe today, right? Yes, there is something that is dropping today, like which right would after have this, been the Friday podcast. before you listen to this, right? Friday the thirteenth. So shut uh, up, I, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, check it out. Check out your cal- calendar. Oh fuck, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh damn, I don't like that. You got All me right. on the unlucky day. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's on brand for you though. Not the oh, yeah. unlucky part, the, the like the the spooky superstitious part. <laughs> Not like I th- I find you un- anyway. Uh, <laughs> you're dropping a song called uh, Cocoon. Cocoon. Uh, yeah. Based on based on the '80s movie about the old people finding the the giant egg that makes them younger, right? Which I have still never seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Based you're on just that. a big Wilford Brimley fan, and so you made the song. I read the Wikipedia page and I wrote the song. Uh-huh. Do you actually um, know about this movie, or is this? <laughs> I don't. I have never uh, seen this movie. It's it's uh you know the diabetes guy. Uh no. You ever seen that that meme where the guys like diabetes? I I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's about old people and they find a cocoon and when they put the cocoon in the pool it makes them all young. Anyway, okay. the, the actual song cocoon is not yeah. about <laughs> that cocoon. It's about it's about uh, a different cocoon. Uh huh. A meta metaphorical cocoon. Right. This human shell. Uh, um, tell, tell us a little bit about this song. <laughs> um, 
Oh, well, the song is uh, produced by my friend Stas Clockwise and um, and mixed by him. And I co-produced it. I, I played some guitar and stuff on it. Um, and I sang on it. What does it mean uh, that he produced it? So he pretty much made the majority of the instrumental on mm-hmm. the track. Um, and I like I contributed to the instrumental, but yeah, I would say it's mostly him on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, that like behind that aspect of it, and then uh, I mean the vocals are all me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that that's I mean when I say produce, that's I'm talking more about like the process of like creating the instrumental. Yeah. Um, actually, before he produced it, I had written and recorded it on like something else and then like on a different uh, track yeah on a on a track that i decided i didn't want to use um and then he like came in and made his own how drastic of a change was that oh it was like super drastic i don't think anyone's ever going to hear the old version Uh um but it's like a huge difference and it's way better uh now than it would have been before um yeah, it's it's kind of a, I'd say the song has some like pretty aggressive style vocals and like a hard beat. Um, it's it should be out on everything by the time this is heard. So, uh, check it out. <laughs> there's gonna there's not gonna be a video for that one. Not as of now. Um, if I eventually like, if eventually it seems like I should do a video for it, then like. Maybe I'd do a video afterwards, but I'm not really thinking about a video for that one. I do have a music video on the way for something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, What were were you going to say? This isn't, this is a single, right? Yeah, this is, this is a single, but this is like kind of a surprise drop. Um, Have you done albums at all yet? Like for this, for this incarnation of your music career? Yeah, I have a, well, I don't have any released albums, but I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on a finished album. Well, I, I'm calling it an EP. It's ten tracks, but I'm sitting on a finished project, uh, and th- like this song is from that, and I've released two other songs from it. What's the point of that? Just sitting on music. Uh, so you could just prepare it like for for release, like and promotion and all that, and it's better to put things out gradually than all at once, so that you're kind of building up towards it. But what um, what makes it the right time to release something? You know, that's that's, that's a great question that I wish I had a better answer to. Um, I think it's like it, it's better to space it out to keep people interested, at least. Like, because if you put everything out out at once, it's like they'll just hear all of it or maybe just some of it, and then they won't really have like a reminder to check again. Like, but if you're putting it out like gradually, mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of like little notifications, like hey like i'm still here like i'm doing something and it keeps people a little more invested and you're also building up more of like uh it helps you build a following that way too like kind of like how youtubers follow the algorithms pace uh yeah i guess i i'm not too familiar with how youtubers function um i i probably should be but i'm not mm-hmm. uh so and uh what what uh, did we talk about this already what what made you release this as a single and not now like a part of an album or anything well it will be on the album okay. so yeah like i, I, I don't have know a lot about music <laughs> yeah yeah whenever we have musicians on we're just really confused we're like what does a producer do so okay. we have music producers on. 
Yeah, and we're like, what do, what do you do? So I I produce I do produce like most of my own music, um, but I I'm I work with other producers too because like just because I want to like for some songs and stuff like Cocoon, um, so it, it is a mix. But like for me, like my my process of like producing my music is just like I'll open I'll work in my in Logic Pro. That's the DAW I use, which is a program you make music in, uh-huh. um, and I I. Usually I just start messing around and I build an instrumental in there through using like MIDI, uh, which is like, you're basically like, I guess the way I would describe it is like you're coding notes and then that's like, uh, you could run it through like plugins or, or different presets or whatever that, uh, you know, you're, you, that you could play that same melody through like a million different, um, types of sounds basically um or rhythm or whatever so uh that's like where i start i just start building it in there sometimes i'll like come up with a guitar riff and i'll play that first and then i'll build everything else after but i write drums in that i write like the melodies and synths and everything and gradually put everything together and i, I like doing a lot of like sound design type shit where i i'll like sample just like sounds that i i could imagine like in it and I'll kind of implement those into the actual beat. Um, but that's usually how I build like an instrumental and then I'll record vocals on top of it after. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'll, I'll have a vocal idea first. So I'll create like a very simple version of just the melody of the instrumental to sing on top of. And then I'll create the in- instrumental after. But um, yeah, that's, that's how I do it pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but singles can be like, you could you release singles to build up to an album usually, or you could just release singles that aren't part of an album. It could go either way. Um, but right now, like uh, almost everything I'm putting out is leading up to the project that's going to come out too. Um, so the, I have a music video that's finished that I'm planning to drop very soon. Um, that's part of this project, that song. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, can you remind me what it's called? It's called Just To Me. Uh-huh. And, and uh, the special thing about this for our listeners is, uh, can I can I talk about? Yes, 100%. It's animated. It's an animated music video, and it's done by former co-host Adam Ali. Um, yeah, he, he animated the entire music. He, I've, we've seen it already, George and I. Yes. Uh, holy shit. Like hell yeah, <laughs> he, that guy worked so goddamn Bro, hard on that. Adam is a beast. He's like one of the most talented people in the world. Like, like legitimately, he's fucking amazing. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I have no idea how he did that. Like me neither. <laughs> and I, Every time he would send updates, I would just like my jaw would drop. Like it's fucking amazing, dude. I don't <laughs> think you even know how much he slaved away at that. Like, like I, I didn't see him for like a year. Dude, he worked really hard, and, like, I felt bad, like, how hard he was working, and I would, like, there were times I would just tell him, like, dude, like, try to just, like, like, enjoy, like, life, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was really cool, though, that he, like, put in that effort, and, like, I'm just, like, hella grateful, mm-hmm. um, just to know him and, like, have him as a friend, and, uh, to collaborated with him it's like it was really cool because I, I like working with friends more than anything i think that's like the 
one of the best parts of like I, I guess being a creative it's like when you collaborate with friends and get to do do things like just have fun like that is his name gonna be on the video yes yeah, he's uh like he's 100 percent being credited in everything yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't doubt that i just mean like like his, it should be like big ass letters and everything. Like you want, I like this guy should really get job offers from this. It feels like that's yeah. what I I want him to just get like whatever. Uh, I I want him to be like promoted through this. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know like the right way to go about like people finding it and everything at the moment. I'm still like new to everything sort of, but um, I'm hoping that it's like something he can use to like help his career too like that was part of my goal is like for both of us it's like hopefully this could push us both forward you know Mm -hmm. cool uh i guess part of it would probably be uh probably fit could help with that right like you you think so if you sent it to them to the right people at fit yeah like hey we're both i tried to do that once with uh we we I never got that far in it because I think I had the wrong email for someone, but like I, I interviewed uh, Vincent DeFate on this show and I tried to get like FIT to promote it. Yeah. Uh, but I would recommend trying it at least. Okay. I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. Cause I actually mm-hmm. didn't really think of that, but that's a good idea. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, George? What was uh, you, you, you also watched this. Yeah, no, I really liked it. The music went really well with the video and the video was like, wow, this is like really professional animation. Dude, he it's, went it's like so stunning. hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having it right now on loop in the background. By the way, just like uh, with the, with, yeah, with just like the the visuals going. He must have put in a ton of fucking work. Yeah, and that's one there guy. So much work. Like and every other thing you guy. see is like a team. Yeah, that was yeah, one fucking guy. One yeah. dude, and like we, it was like the the process of like even getting up to the making the video. Like we put a lot of work into that. Like where we would go back and forth on like designs. Uh-huh. um and then i would just like i would give suggestions and then he would show me them and like it would be a, it was a process you know and he just like worked really hard on it and um like he did like we had a whole storyboard create he did like a whole storyboard before we even like started the animation or anything mm-hmm. um yeah it, it i have like all the original like, how much how much of uh the direction of what happens was you so the way it like started was I just saw like his art, like how how it had progressed since I knew him, like from college, and I was like, dude, like you you like you really developed your style, and I I hit him up about that, and I was just like, this is awesome, um, and I I kind of imagined his style with this song, and I could there were a few other songs I kind of pictured it for, but it's, we both kind of agreed on this one, mm-hmm. um, because he wanted to to do something too. He told me he was like looking to uh do a project also so hey, you, think um, you, you think you're gonna work with him again i think he would be too like like it was I, too much i think it'd be a lot of work for yeah. him like yeah because neither of us really knew how much it would take to, to create it i would love to work with him again but i also don't want to like uh, overwhelm him with more work um mm-hmm. if if it could ever work out again like i would love to but mm-hmm. it it's more like up to him like what he's like like comfortable with just because i don't i don't want him to feel like i guess like the same like uh weight that ended up coming from this like because i know it was a lot of work and i mean neither of us really knew how how much it would take we were kind of estimating because it was like our first time 
doing mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Um, but I, I think he like, I think he got, uh, he was telling me like he, he learned a lot in the process of doing it. You know what? Do they, do they take, uh, music videos at film festivals too? That might be something to do. I have no idea. That would be pretty cool though. If we could submit it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I really don't know. I have to bring this up. I can't, I have to be vague because you don't want to talk about your old band, but there was a t-shirt that was supposed to, uh, happen. The, the, the infamous Kid Michael T-shirt, which was like a, a T-shirt for your band with me with my face on it. Yeah, uh, and I want to know is it, is can, can that ever become a Carmi Kin T-shirt or album cover or something? Is that is that ever going to see the light of day? I don't know, honestly. I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I have like so much art just like saved from over the years that I've made that uh-huh. I don't know like what I'll end up using or not. Um, it's just all kind of like sitting in my files. <laughs> mm. uh, the word, the answer I was looking for was yes. <laughs> that, that, uh, maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I know I'm not, I'm not super marketable these days. Um, I don't know, George. What do you got? <laughs> I, I really oh, well I, I gave what I thought about it I loved it um I mean, George like I did my bit what the fuck I did <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing is you, you guys know your friends so well that I, uh-huh. I feel like I, I I love his art style I just went into his Instagram from the link in mm-hmm. um can I say that like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And shit, right yeah I went to the link on the Instagram and I just saw the art style and I, I thought like uh like what a nice evolution of an art style that you yeah, see yeah. History. exactly like, and if see accumulate into this like uh, animation it was really, what, really what's cool. so great about adam this is just becoming us sucking adam's dick but yeah. what's so great <laughs> about adam is that he everything that he does best he taught himself yeah like exactly. adam didn't adam didn't Dude, take he animation classes. so fucking hard yeah he, he never trained to be an animator he oh was, it's all self-taught he he yeah he went to school with us to be an illustrator and he just taught himself how to animate and his shit looks better than like like than like animation professional students. Teams. Real. Yeah, <laughs> like there there are people who come out of like animation programs in college who do not animate the way Adam does. Do, do yeah. you remember that um in school in high school uh the animation major? Yeah. How how the the they like they would spend all year working on a project and it'd yeah. be just like a ball like bouncing, uh-huh. and then like that that would be it. Uh-huh. Is that what it's like in college too? I assume it is. To the college Dude, level. Yeah. Oh God, I, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know how. If it you is. if you went to animation at FIT, I'm sure you're a nice guy and you do great work. And I'm, I'm no disparagement. I just know that I've sometimes seen examples of what people do, and part of it is that like Adam got this much done because it was a fuck ton of work that took a year. So obviously, if you do shit for college, it's never going to look as good. It's a very, I think, I think the I point, it's a very unrewarding major to have because you can only put so much work towards every assignment and it's only going to look so good. That's fair. That, and you're doing it for college. Yeah. So it's not, get, it's not really that, that animation majors suck. It's just that they don't have the ability to get something to the level that Adam does. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Also, like, I think when you're motivated to do something on your own, like if you really have a passion for it and you really want to do it, you're just going to do it the best you can whereas like if you're doing it for school or for like if it's like not really if you don't know if it's your passion and you don't know what you really want and you're just like going to school for it and like maybe you'll change your mind after school 
like in that context it, it's like what you're gonna do isn't going to be on the same level as if you were just doing it because you like desperately wanted to like, yeah the thing is you're never going to be working on your passion project unless you're one of the few lucky animators on earth that like get like a like a movie deal for the most part you're just going to be animating somebody else's dream project mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah so like i, I feel like if you, if you love animation you better love doing somebody else's work because that's all you're going to be doing mm-hmm. um how is the communication part i think we talked about that a little bit but with me and adam yeah so it was it was super dope because like uh he was really like open to every everything like he would he would work really hard on like just like making sure everything was exact to the vision and i loved hearing his feedback too like i i I tried to let him like just be as creative as he could like none of this was in person by the way no we would just do like video calls Mm -hmm. and then talk about it um and like like every time he would send an update then we would call and like talk about it and if there was anything to change we would talk about that and then we would also talk about what was coming next like what to do next um but yeah he he was like super uh easy to work with and just like very like uh accommodating um and i I tried to i tried to be the same towards him you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. just understanding and like able to provide whatever feedback i could um i think it was it was really like fun though like being able to collaborate in that way because like hearing each other's ideas i was actually just blown away like especially when we were story storyboarding like his ideas for the the scenes and the transitions that fit with the lyrics and everything. It was just like, it felt so like perfect and fluid. Um, it, it's just like his mind works in such a, such a awesome way. Like I wouldn't have come up, been able to come up with all that, you know? Um, like I would have some, some ideas I would suggest, but then he would be able to like take those ideas and turn it into something like actually worth like seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was really sick. For sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so you've got after the video, the next steps an album, right? Yeah. After this video drops, I'm um my plan is to drop the EP, mm-hmm. and uh, after the EP, I'm I'm probably gonna try to get one more video out, one or two more videos out, like from the songs on the on the project, and then uh just promote it for a bit and then i'll probably start hopping into like putting out even more new stuff are you at um, all um i guess at most it would be cautiously at this point but are you at all looking at the possibility of live venues in the future dude as soon as i can play live i want to but um but it's like I, so hard at this point i yeah i just care more about like uh people like surviving covid than yeah I care about no no, no that, music, that makes but, sense uh, I guess um, you wouldn't be able to answer this question because it is COVID and so you haven't really looked into it. But I, I've, I was yeah. always curious because back when you were doing that other band, it was a genre of music that you had been integral into a, in the community. Like you had been a... Right, yeah. So I, I, I want to know if if you can even answer this question. Uh, does branching out make booking venues that much harder? Um, or are you I just booking I don't publicity at that point? Well, all right. It it makes it slightly hard just because I don't know as many people at the moment. But mm-hmm. I think uh, I don't think it'll be. It doesn't feel like impossible to me. Like I know how to reach out to people. I know how to like, like kind of like find my way. I think. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna like approach it though. Like just like 
as myself and I'm always like looking into like promoters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like I have like a list of people saved and stuff that I'm going to contact when things like it's the Kid like... Michael show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um uh sorry, I'm blanking out. Oh yeah, but I just, I just remembered a random story that I wanted to ask you. What was isn't there like a time uh under your other band that you like hung out with like some famous rapper or something? Well, we had played a show that uh Lil Uzi just like happened to be at mm-hmm. um so like we chilled with him or like me and a few of the others we chilled with him for like a little bit but it it wasn't like it was pretty brief but like we I was talking with him and um like I gave him some like I showed him some of my art and everything um it was chill it was very cool would you ever hit him up I mean I dude <laughs> he's he's pretty like he's a he's i'm not at that level at the moment (laughs) but um dude i I fuck with him for sure he's cool Uh uh-huh what what what's uh what's your range in music tastes because obviously it doesn't literally everything i listen to everything Mm -hmm. i love i love because i think since i started like approaching my stuff more as a producer like as i just started appreciating like all music even if i wouldn't necessarily want to put something on all the time like uh i could just appreciate everything and like take something from it that i like um what's uh well how about is there anything that you think people would be surprised to know you listen to i don't think all right i don't i don't think anyone that i know would be surprised but i don't know if like just like random people might be surprised mm-hmm. uh i don't know i i listen to like everything like I, I right now i guess i listen to a lot of like frank sinatra and okay, that michael, does surprise me <laughs> and yeah. michael jackson and well, that's cool Those mary j awesome. blige and who and mary j mary blige j. uh i don't know let me see who else i've been listening to i'll tell you right now <laughs> um i mean a lot of kanye i don't feel like that's surprising um the cure is not surprising i think if you looked at everything <laughs> i listen to you'd probably be like i'm not my mind isn't blown uh but uh like i, I didn't expect this but this is not rock my world <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> would you say that's accurate george i actually don't know what the hell you listen to i sent you my whole spotify playlist your whole spotify yeah. when did you do by the that? way if you look up kid michael on spotify my playlist i shouldn't say this because i don't want people to change it but my playlist comes up before the show it's well, I, why I isn't didn't that know set that to, like private why isn't it private i didn't yeah. know that it I, I i assumed it would be automatically private oh my i only God. found out because i was like hey what's your show i was like oh it's the kid michael show and they were like What's Kid Michael's crazy tunes? And I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> crazy tunes. Yeah. I, like I thought it was public. It meant to be public at first because it's like, no, why do yourself, Kid Michael? Th- that's for me. That's a little ha. You're Kid Michael in the mirror kind of thing. Like <laughs> it's so funny to me. It's like, like call me Kid Michael. That's my real name. No, uh, I mean Kid Michael is a is a more personal name than I think. I think people yeah, assume yeah. that it's like uh, it's like a wacky name. Yeah, but no, it's it's uh, very personal. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it, it was it's what my family has always called me. My That's friends cool. have never called me Kid Michael, but because I'm I'm a, I'm not a junior because a, a junior has to have um, every like the middle name has to be identical. So I'm not a junior, but I I'm a son of a Michael. So when I was very little, I was baby Michael. 
uh, and then when I got older, I was like, I don't want to be called Baby Michael, so they called me Kid Michael. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had a lot of different nicknames throughout my life that I've tried to force onto people. And I, I just like Kid Michael because, like, now that I'm over the age of, like, no, I'm not a kid anymore, that I'm like, okay, this is actually, like, meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, is the, which is the best kind of nickname. Kids, if you're out there and you're thinking, I want a nickname so bad, don't fucking force it. Like, that's the worst <laughs> kind of nickname is one, unless you're, like, Ice Cube and you can just tell people to call you Ice Cube and it's iconic. Like, you're not Ice Cube. <laughs> you have to be iconic. Yeah. You <laughs> have, like, if you're not Ice Cube, don't force it. Just if, if if people start calling you something that, that that's fate's way of telling you this is a nickname, <laughs> unless that nickname is shits the bed Michael, which is yeah, another thing that I people call that. me. They call me shits the bed Michael show, and I don't like that too much. <laughs> the people at, at Planet Shuck Puck, Shuck Puck, the other podcast, call me shits the bed Michael, and I call them Planet Buttfuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just realized that I'm I'm preaching to you and I'm calling you Carmi Kin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh this is how did you how did you pick that? That's that's a good place to end, I guess. How did you pick Carmi Kin? Um it it has a lot of meanings. There's like a lot of like different meanings to it, but um Carmi is just is more just like for the uh, like I kind of like the sound of it, and then kin comes from, um, like family. Yeah, it's it basically just means family. I'm a big uh, Fast and Furious, but uh, <laughs> the the kin thing also comes like because I was looking up like meanings of names, uh-huh. and like if you look up like kin, the meaning of kin as a name, uh, it could mean like shining or like golden. So that kind of comes from like the transition of like my old name, which. It's like lantern or whatever. So, um, I feel like Carmi could be a nickname for Carmichael Kin. Carmichael. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we merge. Yeah, that's that's our that's our Voltron. Right. <laughs> I I know people who call George uh, behind his. He doesn't know this that they call him Boy George, and I always tell them I don't. He doesn't like that. You have to stop. Boy George. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, Morella Morella said that to you to your face as a joke, and you were like, I don't like that. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's become a joke among some of my friends. Is like, where's Boy George? Which is apparently like a famous singer too, right? Isn't isn't that the didn't the guy that do Karma Chameleon wasn't that Boy George or something? Wait, yeah. Why? Yeah. I, oh wow. Okay. Wait. Song the Car- Karma, Karma, Karma. Yeah, that one. Don't. Oh, we, okay. There's only so that's much we can thing. sing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I was gonna say. Oh. Okay. Is it because I don't pop by a Discord anymore? No, it's just because you're on Kid. It's the Kid Michael show, oh, and if okay. I'm Kid Michael, you're Boy George. That's the joke. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't like that. that exact thing. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, this is a good place to wrap up. Um. Thanks so much for coming on, uh, Carmi. Uh, <laughs> this is so hard to do. Yo, thanks for I'm, having me on, though. Yeah, uh, we've been trying to have you on forever at this point, but like now you finally have this new music thing that you're doing. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm glad I got to do it. And Thank listen, you. any any time you're like it's Friday at three, you don't have anything to do. You just odds are we don't have a guest. <laughs> Come back whenever you feel like it, really. Or if you just saw a movie you want to talk about, you know, 
All right, cool. Uh, but before we go, Carmi, uh, two things. Where can people find you on social media and where can they find your music? So you can find me if you just type in C-A-R-M-Y-K-I-N on any social media platform, you will find me. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all of it. TikTok? Uh, YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, everything. Even Kid Michael doesn't have a TikTok. Wow. <laughs> um, and then, Should there be an It's the Kid it's Michael the... TikTok? No. <laughs> okay, we can continue. <laughs> it's the same thing on any uh, music streaming platform. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, um, whatever else there is in the world. Uh, just type in Carmi Kin and you'll find my music. Um, check it out and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, you have made this episode so fucking hard for Kevin. I hope you know that. What did I do? Wait, what? It, oh, what the it's fuck been going on the whole I episode. I know it's not your fault, but I'm just saying I'll he's going to <laughs> have to listen to this whole thing and he never did. Then maybe you should pay him if he's working so hard for you. All right, all right. You don't have to do that in front of the audience. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> um, anyway, Planet Shark Puck doesn't pay him. I'll tell you that much. Anyway. But I'm under the bus. Yeah. If you're going to put me under the bus, I'm going to put Wayne under the bus. I don't give a shit. Guys, uh, Carmi, thanks for coming on. Guys, uh, thanks for listening. This has been It's the Kid Michael Show. As always, I'm your host, Kid Michael. You can find the show on social media, on Instagram, at It's Kid Michael, and on Twitter, at It's Kid Michael. Uh, The theme song for It's the Kid Michael Show was written and performed by Matthew Rosenthal, and this episode was edited by Kevin Anderson. Thanks, everybody. Bye.